Welcome to The Term, a podcast about the Supreme Court by Law 360. I'm Jimmy Hoover. I cover the court for Law 360 here in Washington. And joining me now from our New York studio, er, er, her New York <laughs> apartment, is Natalie Rodriguez, uh, Law 360 editor-at-large. Welcome, Natalie. How are you doing? Hey, Jimmy. I'm, I'm okay. You know, healthy, which is, I think, all I can ask for at this time. It's definitely interesting times for all of us. Uh, as you mentioned, I'm in recording from my New York apartment, so <laughs> apologies to anyone. It looks anyone. beautiful on the thank- Skype on the Skype feed. It's very nice. Thank you, me. thank you. Apologies though if you uh, if anyone hears a, a shrieking toddler or you know a banging radiator at any time. I apologize. <laughs> just kind of what we're dealing with <laughs> from here <laughs> for now. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's not the biggest adjustment for me because I always record from from my house here in, in D.C. But yeah, uh, I I can totally empathize with trying to keep like the dog quiet. And now we're looking after another dog. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, back to Supreme Court <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, the coronavirus has not just uh, derailed this podcast recording session, although I think we're doing all right. It has also had a huge impact on the Supreme Court term. Um, and in, in fact, it's put a huge question mark over how the ensuing months, um, how the Supreme Court's going to deal with this um, virus over the ensuing months and, you know, uh, overcoming some of the difficulties of not being able to convene in, in person. They've, you know, we've talked about last week, they, they, uh, They closed the court to the public, but they have since um, postponed their March 23rd oral argument session to the dismay. Well, I guess not to the dismay, but, you know, a lot of people were looking forward to some of those cases um, that were going to be argued. Yeah, there were some pretty big ones. The Trump tax returns case, which we've talked about in the past, as well as the Google Oracle case that I know a lot of listeners had on their radar. Uh, So those are getting pushed back. Um, From my understanding, they'll be rescheduled at some point. So it's not necessarily that when the court reconvenes at some point in the future that they'll be kind of first up they have to be rescheduled again is my understanding yeah i mean the court kind of left it open and said that we're gonna look into rescheduling these arguments but didn't say when or how um you know this is a pretty it's not a totally unprecedented situation but it hasn't happened in a long time the court said that the last time that it that it had postponed oral arguments due to you know public health concerns was in the 1918 term during the outbreak of the Spanish flu when uh, you know the the Washington DC was basically under siege by this um, outbreak of Spanish influenza that had killed you know thousands of people over the course of that fall so um, it's been a while but there has there is precedent for this that's pretty crazy to think about that the court has kind of gone on through all sorts of other issues through world wars through other great depression and and the like but it's it seems to be the pandemics that uh kind of put on put the brakes <laughs> on the court which is understandable yeah, frankly i mean it just goes to show how serious this um this situation is and and kind of uh reassuringly how serious the court is taking this situation because you know I think we talked about last week a little bit how some of the justices they're in the high risk category and you don't want these you know, oral arguments with so many hundreds of people in the public galleries or the clerks or the lawyers or the press like myself, you know, all commingling in these small, tight, uh, cloistered courtrooms. So I think it's for the best. But it is a question mark over how they're going to, you know, uh, hear some of these cases that they've taken up, uh, whether it'll be um, through, uh, you know, a teleconferencing situation like they've done at the circuit court level or, you know, what have you. So there's, still meeting for their conf- uh they're still teleconferencing is my understanding for for certain things like that we might expect orders on monday i believe you were saying earlier 
Yeah, there are a number of conferences that are scheduled to take place between now and the next currently on um, oral argument session on April 20th. Um, the court said that some of the justices may uh, dial into these uh, uh, conferences where they decide, you know, which cases to take up and the like. Uh, I should hope that all of them <laughs> would do so because, you know, it's not say. really smart to be, you know, sitting around a, a long conference table with a bunch of your colleagues right now. Um, but yeah, the court is still um, planning on releasing its weekly orders list at 9.30. Um, we'll know whether they have decided to take up any new cases for the fall um, or any other, you know, orders on, you know, pending applications or things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, this 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 virus has definitely, uh, uh, de- I, won't, I won't say completely derailed, but it has complicated things. I mean, for instance, just think about opinions, right? So when the court um, generally hands down its opinions, uh, they will take the bench to do so. Um, I doubt they'll do that uh, this term or at this point in the term. Um, so we could see them just uh, you know, via the court's public information office, just handing them out, um, but without actually having to take the bench. I feel like this situation is really putting a spotlight on the technology issues at the court, which, you know, the court's kind of been known of having a reputation for dragging its heels um, when it comes to to that, to, you know, calls for even just having audio, same day audio, uh, let alone live streaming. Yeah, I mean, it's a notoriously antiquated (laughs) institution. I mean, they, they release audio recordings right now only on the Fridays after they've been argued. So that's why you often see, you know, lines around the block for Supreme Court oral arguments if you want to actually catch them live. Um, This is really going to force the Supreme Court's hand, you know. Are they going to um, just hold an oral argument behind closed doors with a few number of people or maybe a teleconference and then, you know, release the audio days later um, or even same day? I mean, I think that this is going to potentially force them to either having to live stream their oral arguments due to a lot of demand with some of these cases like the uh, Trump taxes case or Google v. Oracle, um, you know, or, or at the very least, same day audio. And, you know, once, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting. It's like once you, you know, let the genie out of the bottle on that score, how do you how do you put it back in? The court's been known to do that. I mean, they've done same day audio for, for decades now, but uh, in, in high profile cases and, you know, if, if people request that. But, um, you know, I think it's going to re- be really hard if they adopt some of these technical technological changes to kind of just go back to the old ways. That's so true. But at the same time, like I know here in New York, we're hearing this is going to likely take weeks, if not months to really get a handle on. Um, I can't imagine like can the Supreme Court just come to a complete standstill for that long? I know a lot of appellate courts are, are trying to to have these workarounds with video and live streaming um, and other technological kind of workarounds. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's interesting, right? So the court, in, in, in lieu of some of these, you know, technological workarounds like a live stream or a teleconferencing, um, the court just decided to postpone the arguments. So what what does that tell you? Does that say that they're not willing to adopt some of those changes in the future? I mean, that's still up in the air. We don't know. But, I, you know, I was talking to um, Gabe Roth of the group uh, Fix the Court. It's a watchdog group that, that, that focuses on the Supreme Court. And he just pointed out that, you know, the Supreme Court doesn't actually have to hold oral arguments if it doesn't really want to. So, I mean, I think it would disappoint a lot of people, but there would be... A, 
there could be a scenario in which the court just says, we're just going to take these cases on the briefs, on the papers, and decide them. I mean, they do it a lot when you when they hand down uh, summary reversals or per curiam opinions, things like that. They'll just, they won't uh, take the case up for oral argument. They'll just decide it on the briefs. Um, will they do that? I, you know, we don't know yet. Um, it could be, they could be waiting maybe for things to die down so they can actually hold their normal oral arguments maybe sometime in the summer. Um, that's not totally unprecedented when um, they've held like summer oral arguments. I believe uh, in this, in, in one of the Citizens United cases, they did that in September. Uh, but, you know, there's, again, a lot of these rules that we've just been so accustomed to, um, for instance, the hard stop at the end of June. You know, there's no real rhyme or reason for it. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of just institutional inertia. So maybe Chief Justice Roberts would see reason to extend the Supreme Court term into the summer. Right now, it's kind of uh, up in the air. You know, the Supreme Court's Public Information Office hasn't really been communicating too much about you know what some of these contingency plans are. We'll know a little bit more tomorrow about you know what their Friday conference looked like. Um, and whether any of the justices were in there were in person or stayed home. But again, I'm starved for information like the rest of us. And it's, it can be kind of frustrating for a, a Supreme Court reporter when there's no Supreme Court news to report on exactly. Well, like you said, the rules are kind of out the window and everyone's just trying to take it day by day and figure it all out. Um, and that goes for us too. Um, you know, it's possible we won't record next week. It's possible we'll be going on a short-term hiatus. Um, we're hoping to record and we'll definitely be keeping an eye out on any major Supreme Court news. Um, and we'll, you know, jump on our home microphones uh, to record when there is news to report. Absolutely. Thanks, Natalie, as always. And thanks to our listeners for, for tuning in and definitely stay safe. to thank our producers and editors Stephen Trader and Danielle Smith and our executive producer Amber McKinney. Music for the show comes from Slenderbeats. For more information about all the high court action, please go to law360.com slash the term. You can also find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search law360 in the term. Thanks for listening.